All right. You know what it is? You know who it is? So today, oh, we got another episode of the Skinny Boy Says Podcast. I got a huge guest, literally and physically, uh, or lit- literally and metaphorically. Um, I'm really excited to talk to Jordan. He's been a huge inspiration fitness-wise for me. Um, I just took finished up. Well, I haven't finished yet. We got the test next week for the PSL one, um, but I'm really excited about that. It's probably been one of my favorite courses so far in terms of fitness and just you know learning to coach better and learning to understand things a little bit better. Um, so, Jordan, I want you to, if you can, give a brief. I know a lot about you, but brief introduction for the people that don't know about you, um, and then we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, so um, my name is Jordan Shallow. I'm from southwestern Ontario, so good old Canadian boy. I went to chiropractic college in California. I've been in practice for almost six years. I I, I started working in the corporate wellness space at Apple's world headquarters um, in Cupertino, California. I transitioned to uh, Stanford University as the head strength conditioning coach for the Stanford University rugby team. I opened two practices, started a podcast and an online business. And then for the last two years, I've just sort of been taking the online business on the road and been traveling most of the world is kind of teaching applied anatomy and biomechanics. So, uh, and on the side, I do a bit of competitive powerlifting as well. So that's a very, very condensed version of what's been a pretty interesting uh, career so far, but yeah, yeah so yeah. chiropractor, powerlifter, strength coach, and then I try and figure out how to run a business at the same time. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say the podcast. I was I've been listening to podcasts for like I want to say like how long have you had it? It's been three years. Uh, four twenty sixteen. Yeah, so I think I've been I've been listening to pretty close to the beginning, and like I remember kind of like when you guys first started. I don't know how I came across you guys. I think I came across you from. I was from Instagram, but I don't remember exactly how, like you were, I think you were on something and I listened to you from someone. Um, but as soon as I got hooked on your podcast, I was like, damn dude, like this is crazy. <laughs> like this, And like, I remember the first couple of podcasts of you and Jordan and you guys were just kind of like going back and forth and just talking. And I was like, wow, dude, like this, these dudes know their stuff. And like, um, actually, so a guy that works in the gym that I used to be a part of, um, went to school with Jinta, um, I think I forgot where exactly, but they went to college together or not college together, uh, high school together. So he knows Jenta and I was telling him about it and like, it came across this. So he's going to be excited when I, when he sees this podcast, I'm pretty hyped. Um, but first question I want to get into, what is that? I said another one from Dallas, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, so first question I want to get into, um, how did you get into this space and when did you kind of decide you wanted to make a career of, um, you know, I don't know if, chiropractor was your main like I want to make this a career but like when did you decide you wanted to make like fitness a career uh yeah it's a good question man because like chiropractic and fitness aren't necessarily the same thing um so I had a few people that were like pretty pivotal and kind of like making my decision as far as like long term like all right what am I going to do with this thing um the first dude was actually a guy named Craig Caperso back in I want to say like 2014 Craig Caprissa was like, he's a Northeast guy, he's from New York. Um, he was a bodybuilder. Um, he uh, wrote, wrote for bodybuilding.com, was sponsored by Study Corps, like competed men's physique and then transferred into like the first, even the first John Lindsay classic physique show when that division opened up. And he kind of quickly became my training partner in California. He was just working out at the gym I was at. 
and he was, you know, he was always complaining, not complaining, but like, you know, content creation. I didn't even know what this thing was. Like I, he, he would say, oh, I got to like create content for my website and Instagram and all that. I'm like, what are you talking about? And, and then he started, <laughs> what year was started it? to lay out like uh, 2014. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, and I actually ended up like writing articles for his website and that was kind of my first like toe in the pool of like whatever the fitness industry is or was. And, you know, I was writing weekly articles for him and, then it just kind of evolved man like there was no big catalyst it was just kind of like i woke up this morning and i was like okay i guess yeah. if someone asked me what i do i say i work in the fitness industry um but yeah it was just like i don't say like leveraging and capitalizing on good opportunities and just kind of learning from people who are already in it uh, but i would say that was the first kind of like i didn't even know it was an industry you could work in yeah like i just like it's just people on instagram doing silly things and selling <laughs> protein and promo codes and stuff and i was like oh okay okay um so yeah it's definitely been like an iterative process of like you know it, it you know, i started writing for him and then i started treating um dan green i started lifting with him and and, and that sort of gave me a little bit more of like a, a foothold kind of in that subset of powerlifting and i started competing myself and then um you know the podcast started bringing me around to different corners of the fitness industry and and next thing you know all my you know all my closest friends were all fitness industry people and mm -hmm. um it just sort of evolved from there, man. But yeah, there was no real like, and like anything, right? Like yeah. nothing's as good as you think it's going to be and nothing's ever as bad as you think it is. So it's yeah. just like every little opportunity. And then here, I guess here I am, but yeah, yeah it probably for the first cast was the first stone that was cast was probably meeting Craig and just like hmm. watching him operate and then seeing the business side. And then, you know, mind pump podcast was another really big one for me. Like watching those guys do their thing was like you know just another level and i was like okay this is something that's tenable it's like it's an actual business that can work and then just one thing led to another yeah did you ever think of doing like anything else was there anything else before this i was like kind of close to taking you away you know like do you ever think i don't maybe you don't think about it but like was there anything that was like wow i almost did this instead or yeah dude i mean i started my like you know my formal education studying history and political science like oh, wow. I, 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 like I came oh, I out of high school, like, okay. yeah, like I had a professor in, in high school that I really liked that studied history and he was just like super down for it. And by extension, I was like, I really like this teacher. I don't know what I want to do. So maybe I'll just do that in university. And I liked it. I still read like a lot in history. I try and keep up with politics when I can. And it was just like by year two, it was just like, I'd rather be in the gym. Mm -hmm. So it's either I'm going to drop, it's either I'm going to drop out or I'm going to find a way to still like study and go to the gym and that was like that would have been a huge change for me like i had to change universities change programs and that sort of set the stone but yeah i was i was headed for like my goal at a certain point was phd in history and become a history professor okay um so yeah cool. it was definitely like yeah and there's been a few th few times where like yeah i had a really good corporate job when i first started so i was pretty comfortable like when i just graduated like a really good job at apple and could have just like rode that out and just been like a corporate kind of cog in the machine and yeah. decided like, damn, I'm just going to like go live in my car for a bit and figure yeah. it out. And, was, um, so yeah, when you been, started there's at, been a few times uh, where it was like, there you are. I was going to say, when you started at Apple, was that kind of, you know, cause I've heard you talk about that a couple of times and you've said that the, you know, the people there were kind of like, obviously like they're a different type of breed there and like um, dealing with that can probably sometimes be good. And then obviously it can sometimes be bad. Did that ever affect or kind of like put you in a position where it almost changed your mind or like the, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, like definitely on the chiropractic side, like it was, a, it was like an accelerant in the, in the sense that it could, you saw so many people, like I was seeing yeah. 250 patients a week and it's like, it's insane. It, it, it changed my perspective. So I went from 250 a week on, on average and then into private practice. I, I don't think there was a week where I saw more than 20 because mm-hmm. I was seeing people for an hour and a half and two hours at a time. Yeah. So it was like, and then I was, you know, it, that probably was one of the strongest catalysts for like, okay, I, I don't think working one-to-one is something I necessarily want to do, mm-hmm. um, which is you know, antithetical to the whole way chiropractors are meant to practice. Yeah. So like, how can I scale reach? How can I scale impact um, and not have my time be confined or my income be defined by like the hours I have in a day? Um, so that I think that was what, in all aspects working at Apple was like, 10 years worth of learning mm-hmm. in the matter of a year like we we allow ourselves to tell our we, we allow ourselves or we license ourselves to tell ourselves certain stories yeah. that we kind of believe but like at apple like people are so like disconnected like they're so good with technology but they don't really know anything about anatomy right? mm-hmm. it's two totally divergent pathways so like if someone comes to me and like i need to explain something to a software engineer it, it better make sense to a software engineer yeah. and a lot of things that I was would tell people would like be sort of built on the backs of like you know a common understanding of certain anatomy that like you know you go through school and everyone's kind of has the same education your professors everyone talks the same language you go into another place where no one speaks that language and you're like um <laughs> and then it's just like what the hell right yeah. like that's like you know what do, what do we do so I um it was, it was great. Like, you know, you get a lot of different personalities. You get a lot of different, um, uh, you get a lot of different, uh, you know, just, just types of people in general. And so that was, that to me was like a, a big catalyst to like, okay, this is something I definitely don't want. Yeah. I don't regret. I, I mean, I, I can't regret doing it, but like that for me was like, how'd you actually yeah, get the job? There? Was it like a friend of a friend or is it kind of like a, you applied or is it like, yeah, I mean, most things in my life are a consequence of some sort of strategic positioning of myself. Then, mm-hmm. like, not to be too insidious, but like, yeah, it was kind of a workaround story. Uh, you know, I knew someone who was working there. Actually, I knew two people that was working there. One was applying for uh, a PhD position, um, and it was like she didn't want to tell the boss. She didn't want to get fired. She ended up getting the PhD position and had to leave last minute. So I was mm-hmm. just like positioning myself the whole time, and then they were kind of left high and dry. Like, wait, wait, like, could you do it? And it's like, gosh, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. save the day. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was super lucky, man. Like everyone kind of knows Apple, right? Like yeah. everyone has an iPhone. So it, it's quite recognizable and pretty lucky for my like first job out of the yeah. gate. That's so cool. Though. That's awesome. Um, so kind of transitioning a little bit, but like, you know, what's kind of the, biggest challenge you see or you face within your role right now because obviously you've transitioned to I mean we all we all imagine something that we want to do and like we imagine our career as something that's bigger than ourselves most of the time and like you've kind of um transitioned into a figure now where you're talking to a lot of people you're teaching people you're um giving people your education and basically like dwindling it down to a point where they have to understand it. And like, that was one of the biggest things that I took away from the course was that um, being able to break it down to someone who necessarily doesn't care or doesn't understand and like actually being able to, you know, 
talk to them and like have a conversation about why you want them to feel a certain way without boring them to death or without them basically not understanding. Um, so, you know, like w from transitioning from being just a everyday chiropractor to kind of where you're at now, what's kind of been the biggest challenges that you've seen and that you've faced? Um, and then how do you see yourself? How have you righted that ship and how have you kind of like gone about doing it? Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just getting comfortable with the online stuff, right? Like, I still remember, like, my early YouTube videos of, like, setting up a tripod on my treatment <laughs> table with a whiteboard. And, like, like man, I remember my first one I did, it was a 60-second video. That was right when Instagram went from 15-second videos to 60. Yeah, yeah. And I was, like, I, it should have been, like, a, a two-hour podcast, but I tried to jam <laughs> it into 60 seconds. And on, so it's just, like, that 60-second video took me four hours to make. It's, wow. like, I just didn't wow. know how to, like, talk in front of a camera like I didn't even know how to use a camera so a lot of it to do was just like getting comfortable with like just speaking and like not not even like you know the idea of talking in front of a camera but like kind of getting my thoughts in order because like in your head everything makes sense and yeah. you do stuff and then someone asks you why and you're like yeah. and you start to see like your, your brain sort of fills in the gaps for you with stuff that just allows you to take these leaps of concept yeah. but when you talk out loud you're like I like I, I'm running into a wall. I don't know how to connect this idea with this idea. So a lot of it was I can hear you. You cut out for a second, but I can't hear you right now. I can't hear you. No. How's that? That's good. Perfect. Better. Good. Yeah. So like one hand, sort of, one hand sort of washed the other as far as like, you know, okay, I need to get better at speaking on the internet to a camera with no one in the room. Mm -hmm. How do I do that? Well, if you go into a room full of people and you start talking, you actually get better. So like starting a podcast helped me with like presenting in person and yeah. presenting in person actually helped me with the podcast. Cause you know, when I had to speak about topics around, I don't know, whatever, anatomy, biomechanics, what have you. I sort of had like those dots already connected and I know knew how to verbalize that. But that was one of the biggest things and something that I think, you know, I still kind of struggle with the idea of content creation. It's such yeah. a silly way to be yeah. a part of your but it's such a it's it's such a deeply rooted part of what we do, I think, in relaying your message through like these mediums like Instagram and YouTube and podcasts and things like that. Yeah, and like, you know, I, I obviously like, you know, Gary V's huge and he has a, you know, the way he kind of describes it is documenting and not actually like creating and like kind of going about, you know, finding ways and what you do to share and give information and not so much like create, like, you know, oh, I have to do this today and like make up something to do tomorrow. And no, it's just like, you know, you're talking to enough people and that type of thing. And that's why it's, it's gotta be awesome to like have the conversations that you've had with kind of the people that I can imagine that you've had those conversations with and, and just give that information. And that's like, that's probably one of the coolest things, like I said, from, um, and, that, and from your course, um, I've always, I appreciated appreciated it from the beginning because it's a different view because I've never had a course from someone who's been um, kind of in the trenches like you have and, and in terms of like taking powerlifting to the nth degree and then becoming a chiropractor and having kind of like the, the physical experience and the mental experience and knowledge and sharing that all as one. And like I said, for me, experience is going to be like the biggest thing for me to learn from someone and listen to someone. Um, and you know, like 
seeing that both right there was probably like one of the selling points early on. And then um, it's just what's kept me around essentially, you know, and like, you know, I'm sure that, like I said, I listened to, you know, I listened to your podcast with Phil DeRue the other day um, and like having people like that, that you've talked to and just learned from and then relaying that information is just like, it's crazy. And like, when you start having those, those conversations and just, you know, you start giving information that you, you, like you can't find in books essentially, you know? And um, that's probably one, been one of my favorite things. Um, all right. So from your journey, from start to finish, or not finished, but to current, um, what's been your biggest win and then kind of dive into like your biggest failure, I guess. Ooh, that's tough. Uh, I mean, I guess it depends on how we're categorizing both of those. Uh, biggest win is like, it's kind of the thing where it's like nothing is good as you think it is. Nothing as bad as you think yeah. it is. Like I would say like some big catalysts. Um, I mean, early stages, it's hard to put one over the other because one is likely dependent on the last. Yeah. Um, so Apple was obviously really big. Uh, getting the job at Stanford was really big. Um, you know, working with Craig, working with Dan, those are massive catalysts, like in the more like inroads fitness community, like powerlifting mm-hmm. world. Dan is widely revered as probably like one of the best lifters of all time. And then, you know, Andrew Herbert's not to be outdone as well. So just getting to train at boss was awesome. Um, Mind Pump is probably like the Mind Pump podcast. Like those guys are on another stratosphere. Like every time a really weird place and someone's like might know me or recognize me, it's like, oh, I saw you on Mind Pump. And I was like, yeah. that's like I've been in some weird places where people have like, oh yeah, I know you. And it's like downtown Beirut, walking down the street, middle of the afternoon, like the heart of <laughs> Lebanon. Someone's like, hey, Mind Pump. And I'm like, that's the weirdest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> They were really big. Uh, yeah, I have friends over in Miami, Steffi Cohen and Hayden Bo, like the yeah. hybrid hybrid crew. They've been like super, I'd live with them for a bit. Like they were huge. Ben Pikulski was another one that when we started doing seminars, that was big. I have a friend, Eric, at Good Life Fitness. He took me on to do the education there. That was really big. Uh, and then as far as like the downside, the failures, well, it's a little stuff, man. And it's like you think about those more like, Honestly, now it's like keeping up with DMs. Yeah. Like, I feel terrible. Like, I used to be really good, especially when I was flying all the time. Like, 15 hour flight from Dubai to Sydney. It's like I would knock out 400 DMs and not having that. It's that that's the stuff I feel bad about is like you want to scale the same intent. Yeah. There's only so much time in a day. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if like I'm pretty good. Like, I'm not really having too much regret because I'm pretty stoked about where everything yeah. is right now. I would say like, it's just the little stuff, but the stuff that kind of slips through the cracks, like the communication isn't what it used to be just because of the volume. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty, pretty lucky so far to, to be, uh, yeah, be put in some good situations. Awesome. Now I know you're just naming all those people. Has there ever been someone that you like been starstruck over or kind of just like, wow, this is a really cool to just sit down and just hear this person talk. Yeah. There's been a handful of men. I would say all of those people I just listed could probably mm-hmm. fall that Ben was probably the most um, even still like we were having a chat the other day and I still look at my phone because like I grew up in Southwest like Canada like Ontario he was the first guy to really make it mm-hmm. like out of, like you know I was 16 17 he would have been mid-20s like you know really high up like in the bodybuilding world so I kind of followed him from Jump Street and then did like Know, go stay at his house and train with him and go on the road with him and stuff that was still like still to this day when i get a call from him i'm like that's crazy i look, I look at my phone and i'm like 
like, wait, what? Uh, <laughs> but honestly, like everyone really like pretty, pretty lucky that most of my friends now I look at them like, how the fuck did I get here? Uh, there's Milos Sarchev was probably one that was really cool. Milos is an old school bodybuilder at dinner with him. Um, like some proper celebrities, which are like, and I'm not like a huge, like I'm a, I'm a big movie guy, but I'm not a huge like celebrity guy. But one mm-hmm. of my buddies, like a, he's like a celebrity trainer in New York and his clientele is just like, oh, I saw you on TV last night. I went <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's, there's, a, there's a handful of people that you meet and you're just like, how did barbells get me here? Yeah, um, awesome. That's crazy. Where's been like the coolest place, you know, uh, you've trained? overall like kind of or like even the favorite or yeah that's tough dude you're asking me to pick a favorite child of i know that's true that's true <laughs> and gold's venice is like always a special place i went to california not too long ago and i didn't actually get the chance to go to venice or gold's venice which i was pretty bummed about but i went to like muscle beach and all that and like that was just yeah. an experience in general but yeah. i've never been to gold's venice I would say that's, yeah, that's definitely up there. And then it's just like wherever my friends are, man, honestly, mm. like lost barbell is really cool for powerlifting. Hybrid's really cool because I was there putting all the equipment in place when it opened up with them. So that was pretty neat. Um, there's a gym in New York called Drive 495, which my buddy Don owns, which is like right on Broadway, which is, you know, it's, it's, it's just the people at the end of the day, like yeah. gym, just like a bunch of steel equipment and plates and shit. But like, this place is probably the last place you'd think I'd want to train. It's got like three like indoor golfing bays. So you can like yeah. practice virtually. And it's like, I don't golf, man. I can yeah. really put my clothes together. But like, you know, in general like that, just a bunch of good people. So that's usually that's usually the criteria for it. Yeah, that's awesome. Now you used to um play hockey, you said, right? And that's been kind of like the thing is um how did that kind of influence the rest of your getting into this now like in in terms of you know i, I kind of asked that in the beginning but in terms of like getting into chiropractor school um kind of developing because obviously you weren't this your whole life so like how did you know playing hockey or playing sports did that have an impact and in what capacity did it have an impact and kind of making you what you are today right yeah so i mean i was pretty serious about hockey as a kid like from seven to 17 it was everything i did like live breathe that was like my only purpose in life was to play hockey um and as i like got better got older and started playing for better teams like that's what actually really got me into training to begin with mm-hmm. so it was I, you know training was a byproduct or a, a side effect of hockey i wanted to train oh if i train i'll get better at playing hockey sweet yeah i'll go work out so i started working out not with the intent of you know being a powerlifter or being a bodybuilder or anything like that i just wanted to get better at playing hockey um, so it was, it was integral, man. Cause like when I would get injuries when playing hockey, I would go see a chiropractor and then I would go to the gym and I was like a personal trainer. And, um, you know, as I got bigger and stronger, better at hockey and hockey, like sort of like, if you're not in the NHL by the time you're 20, like you're going to have a hard time cracking the league. Yeah. So I, I had a decision to make of like, okay, you know, do I want to take the long road now and try and make it through like the American Hockey League or the, you know, the, the OHL or something like that or get picked up as an overager or do I want to go to school? So like without, without hockey, man, none of this would have happened because like that was the driving force to get in the gym. You know, that was, you know, what forced me to get, you know, take like injury rehabilitation seriously. That's what like, you know, I had a couple of really bad knee injuries and it was a chiropractor that got me back on the ice. Like I remember, like drive home after a game and like I had to call my dad from my driveway. Cause like I couldn't 
get out of the truck. Like I couldn't turn my body to get out of the truck. I was like, I'm just fucking sitting there. And it was a chiropractor that straightened me out. So it was, yeah, it, it just introduced me to everything that I do now. And I don't play as much. Well, I haven't played in years, but it's still like before, before they lowered me into the ground, like I'm going to get my name on the Stanley cup somehow. It's <laughs> I might be a fucking fucking janitor if I have to, but that's the end goal, man, is to like get back in with like strength and conditioning at the NHL level. Cause to me it's just it's religion and you grew up in Canada, man. Like we don't we have baseball and basketball and all that stuff in Toronto, but hockey's hockey's it. Yeah. Who's your favorite team? Vancouver Canucks. Oh, okay, cool. I'm a, I, I don't really watch hockey that much, but I was a huge Devils fan when I was younger. Yeah, so. dude, man. Especially when you were growing up, dude. That was like that was the heyday for the yeah, Devils. Because I was like, I was like ten in 2004 when when that Scott Stevens and he like almost killed Paul Korea on the middle yeah. of the ice. <laughs> Everyone in the world remembers that except Paul Korea. Yeah, I know. Honestly, he got destroyed. And I remember I was ten. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> It was crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. So, like, biggest surprise in the last few months, obviously besides COVID, but, like, biggest surprise um, that you've had in, in your career, in your life, in your fitness, um, you know. Oh, that's tough, man. Biggest surprise. Um, yeah, I, it's probably just more on the business end, man. Like, like, I don't have a background in business. Like, I don't have, I'm not good with math. I don't know how my taxes get paid every year. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming they're getting paid. Someone's taking care of it for me. Um, find out eventually. Yeah. Not, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. I end up like Wesley Snipes or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think the big, it's just, I think it's been more so like taking an inventory and actually what it takes to run a business. Yeah. That's probably been like my biggest surprise, like having, uh, you, know, f- you know, almost six months now of like, not being able to really like run away from it. Like for the last couple of years, I've been very much working in my business and just like go, 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 go like different city, yeah. different country every week. Um, I think this year was meant to be like the craziest. Like we were meant to do 47 cities between January and November and 12 different countries. Um, so I was like sick, a whole another year of me ignoring all the stuff I should probably pay attention to. <laughs> but like being locked down, just like, you know, the business end, more like understanding business strategy, understanding like, um, you know, finance to a little bit, like, but understanding kind of like more leadership roles within the company and structures and investments and things like that. So that's been like the biggest, like, oh, okay. Like it's not just running, like it's not just having a website and Instagram page and a fucking PayPal account. It's the thing is like, you know, you get to a point where obviously you want to do this, but you never, I mean, you expect to blow up, but then like when it happens, you're like, Oh man, like what, what do I do? And then like you have to try to like almost if you don't have the foundation or you don't have the systems in place and that starts to happen, then, then you start to see the cracks. Um, you know, big the big one of the things for me was and like I told you, I left the gym that I was working at. And I think that this whole virus, obviously it's it's happening and like but it gave a lot of people, especially me, a chance to kind of sit back and like look and like survey and be like, you know, am I doing this right? How do I want to do this? if I am doing this right now, how do I continue to do it right? Um, and it gave me, I'm sure it gave you a lot of opportunity to kind of like, just, just look and be like, like, all right, like if I am doing this wrong, how can I fix it? Um, and some of the answers for me were obviously different from obviously your answers, but like, you know, I, I've seen kind of the growth of you guys over, you know, the past four years and it's been huge as of late. And I don't know if that's because I've been more 
involved with what it is that you guys are doing and like i'm seeing it more and i'm paying attention to it more but like it just seems like you know um you guys are just taking steps in the right direction too it's not just like you know you guys are going deeper instead of just wider and like you're, you're actually getting you know involved with each person you're taking the time to do this with a person who's obviously been through your certification and like that's you know i think that's to me that's the right way to do it because you're building raving fans and people who are no matter what i uh I got nothing to say. Like I, I, all I got is good things to say. And like, I just had my sister sign up for your course this upcoming semester. Um, so, and she's never even trained before. So she's like thinking about it and she's kind of um, heard me, heard you talk about and just kind of like heard you talking throughout the weeks. And she was like, yeah, I want to try it. And I was like, I wouldn't recommend really anything else. So like um, it's been kind of awesome to see and like those surprise, but you don't know, like, you don't know, like as you get the time to look, you're able to dive deeper and with this whole, virus um it probably gave you a chance to just create an experience that's really that much better with the certification right i would yeah. assume like it just kind of it's just you know what man it just it gave you i think for me anyways it feels like it gave you 10 years worth of perspective yeah like i think you said it perfect like you'll figure out where the cracks are and whether it's an in-person business or an online business and like the, and that's why i said like the biggest like regret i have or like the biggest mistake or downfall is like not having the time or not, not even not having the time, like not having the systems in place to have enough time yeah. for all, like all those DMS. Cause like, this is what I really like is, you know, just hopping on a podcast. Like, you know, there were 16 weeks where you just sat there muted yeah. while I talked and now yeah. it's like, okay, now we could just have like, we could, we could kick it around. Right. And that's what I want. Like, yeah. and that's where I get mad at myself from like a system standpoint, like, okay, why are my systems so like all over the place that they won't allow for me to sit down for an hour and like go through emails and direct messages and actually get back to everyone. Yeah. So like that was probably what this highlighted the most is that like, there's something there's, there's room for improvement on like the, the, the people side of it because before like, you know, our first intake of the level one course was 31 coaches, mm -hmm. which was like, you know, you, you know, everyone by name, like, yeah. you know, everyone gets to connect really well. But I mean, starting up this week, like we're over, I think we have like over 200. That's so that's like, that's pretty difficult and not difficult. It, the challenge now becomes like, okay, how can I make sure that I like know where all these coaches are, know kind of like, what their background is, what their business is. Um, and the only way to do that is like, look, I need to have better systems in place. So the stuff I do throughout the day is just focus around, you know, the coaches that have gone through the program and I don't need to worry about, you know, keeping the lights on, so to speak. So that's yeah. kind of where, where things are headed. And that's really like, you know, my main focus is like getting back to that because that's the whole point of it, man. Like, it's that's what makes it worth doing otherwise i'm just talking to a fucking computer screen all day by myself right yeah. and like it's cool it's got to be cool on your end to see like um you know the growth and the changes through people obviously you know like there's and there's people out there who are doing this for the wrong reasons not through your course but i'm saying there's people who are doing this for the wrong reasons in every business um but like in fitness it's kind of like it's it's hard because there's no there's a lot of a subjective things that can happen and you can see results from a lot of things and then you go down that route and it's like oh well this worked this didn't but like um it's got to be cool for you to see the success that probably everyone that's gone through is having and kind of just sharing and the confidence because i know um you know after the certification after you know after the first few weeks i had like a level of understanding and confidence i was like all right like this is this is cool and like i i went right into the gym and i was training people 
and I was using, utilizing some of the stuff you talked about and just different positioning and just thinking about things a little bit different. I bought like a makeshift, like a, a pulley, like a cable. Cause I was like, I'm not using bands anymore. I like screw that. And like um, uh, the cable, I just started using on myself and like just the results you kind of see from thinking about it and the way that you talked about it is just, it's, it's different. And then once you start utilizing, it, it's even more different. Um, and then uh, you start putting it with people and you're like, you see it and you're like, wow, this is, like actually, because I've done certifications, like, you know, I've done um, a few other certifications and even like my college, I have a degree in human bio. I, I learned more from your course than I did in four years of school. And like, sometimes that like, I was like, damn, man, <laughs> like, what, what, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's just kind of, it's like a weird thing to think about. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to teach applied things in any setting that's not a gym, right? Like, and that's where like, I mean, that's kind of my main focus is like, how can we keep it? So when you do walk into the gym a day after a lecture, like you can start to look and apply things differently, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was born out of same frustration, dude. Like I didn't learn any of the chiropractical. I was like, I got an undergrad and a double major and my God, it was because I got to train with Dan Green and like do stuff with Ben Bukowski. And if I have a question about something, I can call Ed Cohen or something like that's really like, I think the value in it is because it it can be like, like applied. Right. And, and the stuff like the cool thing for me is that it's, it's 16 weeks long like, yeah. i get to watch four months of like you know i try to follow everyone on social like yeah. you know everyone that like tags or whatever like follow on social find them on facebook and just like keep an eye on like kind of what what they get up to and i, I we're lucky man like i i think we self-select for a, like a, a student or like a you know people that are down with the cause that already have the wheels in motion. Like, you know, yeah. we're not like super out there on social media as far as like, you know, I don't have like a million fucking followers or anything like yeah. that. But like you kind of, you, if you're down with us, like you're down with listening to our podcast, which is like each one's like an hour at least. Yeah. Or like you're down to listen to my like, you know, 20 minute Instagram TVs on one exercise. Like some people yeah. just aren't down with it, right? So they're like, fuck this. I'm not yeah. going to listen to more complicated shit. And they just self-select out. So, and that's a cool part too, is like over the four months, like you get to watch everyone individually, but you get to watch how like, you know, the networks meet up. Cause like, I think it's pretty, there's a pretty unique person that wants to sit through and listen to like some of the, some of the stuff that we talk about. But when, when these people go, Oh shit, like you're in Jersey, I'm in, you know, I'm in New York or, or even like, Hey, I'm in Australia or like, let's do a podcast. And so like seeing the interconnection between like minds and kind of being, the catalyst for that in a certain degree like bringing everyone in and just being like throwing the coolest smartest cocktail party in town like it's 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 a pretty cool experience to see like you know like getting other people in the course that they met through the course on podcasts and like collaborating in person like that's that's what really like for me that's it when i see that it's like fucking job done like i don't need it yeah that's awesome yeah cool um so speaking of the certification you're always you know you're always teaching you're always the one who's kind of like giving the information. How do you kind of continue to learn yourself? And like, how do you kind of make sure that everything up here is fresh and you're learning new ideas and things like that? Uh, so yeah, two ways, man. Um, one is like, I have mentors as well. Like I have people that I learn from and like, there's nothing for me in the run of a week to spend, you know, a couple hundred dollars, maybe a thousand dollars, whatever in paying just for people's time. Like if I have a specific question about neuroanatomy or like, you know, uh, periodization. I just seek out like the best that I think in those fields. Uh, and I was like, Hey, like, I, I want one of your 
time for an hour. I have like a consolidated list of questions about the topic that you're the best in the world at. And I just go right to them. So like I already have like I have presumptions and predictions and like very direct inquisitions about each topic. And then I find another person, I just get them to sort of answer those questions and kind of get their insight and I'll run my theory by them and kind of kick the ball around. So that's one. And then another is like lateral fields, like totally like I like right now I'm four weeks into the, a course called CS 50, which is like a Harvard edX computer science course. Right. So it's like, so half of my week is like learning within kind of like the realm of study that I teach in. So like biomechanics, uh, strength conditioning, sport performance, cellular physiology, whatever. And then the other half is like, okay, get your mind totally away from this and totally on a different way of thinking. So like, you know, it used to be history, political science. Lately it's gone more computer science. So I have like an enrolled semester of a university course that I'm taking there. So those are the two ways I kind of keep balance. Like, you know, seeing not only when I like get on these hour calls with these experts in different fields, like not only like leaning the information that they give me, but also how they deliver it. And then same thing on the other side is like, you know, how are they, how are they delivering this, this, you know, this computer science course online? How can I learn from the delivery of the content? But how can like the concepts taught, obviously like there's not a direct correlation between computer science and training, but like there's, correlations in the way you can think and you can so just deeper concepts in a lateral field help kind of transfer over into like how I teach and what I teach so those are two things that I take like pretty seriously because that's how for me that's kind of my job now is like I need to yeah. kind of stay on that leading edge so I'm always making sure I'm covering both of those bases yeah that's awesome and I think I mean like I said you talk to someone like you and you're like, oh, he just knows. And it's like, you know, people are always reaching out. Like they, they're reaching out, they're learning from other people. And like, um, I think it's one of the, the biggest misconceptions is that that people have to figure it out themselves. Um, and I, you know, I was kind of like that when I was younger. Uh, I mean, I'm still young, I'm only 25, but like even when we just started the gym, I was in a point where I was like, oh, I have to figure it out. Like I have to try to do this. Like I can't, I can't go reach out for help. I can't look at it in this way. But like, then I started, learning and like actually reaching out and listening and saying like, Oh, these, the best people in the world are learning from other people that you might've never heard of. They're just taking it and they're doing it in a different way. Um, that, you know, like I said, that's been one of the coolest things. And like I said, that's why I quite a question that I wanted to ask because I, I'm sure that there's a lot of people out there who listen, like I said, they listen to you talk and they're like, Oh, he just knows. Like, he's just, that's why he went to school and he went to this and he went to that. And like, but it's, it's, it's cool to hear you say, like, I reach out, I spend my money. I, get take people's time and like I ask these questions because that's how I get better and I'm able to present a better product to the people who are paying for the certification uh, that's that, that's really cool to hear um so in terms of fitness um or you know the certification in general but like what's some of the things that you're most excited about and uh diving into and kind of researching and thinking and talking about right um so yeah, we have the level one course, obviously. So my, I'm most excited now. Well, a few things like I've, I'm huge on the idea of like iteration and making things like an iterative process. So, I mean, for those of you like aren't familiar, the course I teach, I teach it live and it's across 16 weeks and it's, it's an hour a week, but I actually teach the same lecture four times, which everyone's like, don't you get bored of saying the same shit? It's like, no, cause like literally every hour is different. Even when I go like, back to back like you know there's one day where i go through, or did three hours back to back of the same lecture 
And it was like, you know, a, a very quick appraisal assessment and then application of what I assessed from one hour to the next. Like mm-hmm. I always say Bruce Lee, like fear not a man who knows 10,000 kicks, fear a man who's done to one kick 10,000. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think about the course, like, you know, I've done, this is coming on, this will be the fourth or fifth. So I've done each lecture like 20 times, 30 times at least. <laughs> I did, like when I use it in person as well. It's like, I'm, I know this stuff like the back of my hand, but every single time I'm like a little bit nervous because I'm changing something. So like, I'm always excited about the different iteration of like, we have you know, students starting this week. So level like the week one I've done, however many times I've done it, but now looking forward, I'm also excited about the level two. So what's kind of occupying okay. my time. <laughs> the level two is going to be much more. Um, so there's going to be a, a, an advanced anatomy module, which goes a little bit more in depth into like, breathing mechanics, uh, breathing cage and pelvic floor and, and, and pelvis. Then there's going to be a uh, neuro one. So it's going to be an introduction to neuroanatomy. Uh, again, trying to keep it more on the applied side, mm-hmm. uh, but really trying to, uh, without getting too like pissed off, but there's a movement now where people are conflating what's called arthrokinematics with biomechanics, which is basically arthrokinematics is like the study of joint mechanics, yeah. which is a really bones first model. So my goal with like level one coaches is, you know, above all else, like don't, don't be a dick, right? That's kind of like the hand, that's a sign on the wall. Like, I don't want any assholes ass here. Um, you want to you know, take that shit down the road. But on, on top of that, like the idea with the course is to really create a high resolution model of the human body, right? So it's not, we don't say it's going to teach you a system, like a systems way of thinking. And so where the course is going, like the, the, the trajectory of, like the pre-script courses is much more sport specific. Like we start off with like basic foundations, like mobility, stability, strength. This sort of works for most of the people, most of the time, like general population applications all the way up to like, you know, getting into like athletics. We're really pushing more toward the athletic side with, with the level two course. So, you know, more advanced periodization models or introducing periodization models for sport. Sprint mechanics is going to be a big part of it. Technology, understanding how to interpret biometrics, like aura rings, whoop bands, HRV, sleep cycles, like how to interpret that. We're going to dive a little bit into blood labs, just understanding some of like the subcomponents of like a CBC or like complete blood, um, like a complete blood count. So that's going to be um, where things are headed. So that's what really is like exciting for me is getting back sort of my roots from strength conditioning i've been out of like a team setting now for two years i still do concierge like strength conditioning um, for individual athletes mm-hmm. and professional sports um, but really trying to steer that ship more towards like human performance yeah. um, with sort of this very i don't want to say generalist but like with the level one being a really good opening um opening offering of like okay here are the fundamentals that you can build upon to really start to push human performance so that's really what i'm excited about coming up well do you have, do you plan on doing, uh, like how, how many levels, I guess, are there going to be to, or do you have you thought about that? No, no, I have. Yeah. Uh, I have shout out COVID for, they could be sitting out actually. So there's going to be right now, there's four plan, okay. uh, with one of them being actually a high performance internship, but that that's like probably, well, I can say whatever the fuck I want. Cause they also <laughs> both kind of to be a dick, but like, um, yeah, so there's. Yeah, I, I started another company on the side, which will probably go live in January. That'll feed into like the level three and level four and make it more of like a high performance internship. So give level one and level two coaches a chance to actually get hands on and program with professional athletes, which I think would be pretty unique. Um, sign me up. Where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, that'll be that'll be the level uh, that'll be level three and four that's already planned, and, and five will likely be uh, like bringing on like coaches through the ranks that want to teach. And mm-hmm. I think that, like I said earlier, like I didn't realize the gaps in my knowledge and the stories I was telling myself in my head for things to make sense until I like uh, 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 like went to go talk. I was like, wait a minute, I'm making some quantum fucking leap in my brain yeah. that this makes sense. Yeah. I need to be able to bridge this with words, or I need to get rid of it. So I think that to me is like, that was one of the bigger catalysts was just getting up in front of a room. So I think for coaches, really what you do is you teach people, right? That's your whole day. So if you can go from teaching, you know, one athlete in one and a half hours to, you know, 10 coaches in three hours or a hundred coaches in three hours or 250 coaches in 16 weeks, it's like your time's better spent creating a better impact at the end user. Um, so that'll likely, if we roll out a level five, that'll be what level five is, is basically like seminar staff, like teaching. So yeah, four, four levels for sure. Um, with the fifth one still being contingent, like a lot of things change really quickly. So level two is going to roll out in March of next year. Don't know what if all goes well with level three, probably following the year after that. But yeah, it, it's exciting. It's exciting stuff. Right, you got me excited. I'm, re- I'm ready. I'm ready to do that stuff. I can't wait. Um, that's really all the questions I got. Uh, definitely, you know, uh, like I said, if you guys are looking to kind of take that next step or just looking to learn from someone who's has great information, you know, the prescript guys, Jordan specifically, I don't know, does Jenta or, uh, does he do anything or is he going to be doing um, anything? Coming. So Jenta's coming, uh, Jenta's been developing for years, actually, uh, an Olympic weightlifting course. Uh, just because it's so I think it's of all things it's probably the one discipline that's the most poorly taught yeah Um, he's he's probably I would argue one of the best in the world uh, just from like a fundamental understanding of human movement like He's, he kind of just laughs and like, you know, we, we go back and forth on stupid jokes and talk about, I know, I always, I always, I feel like when I listen to you guys, I always want to hear him talk more and he doesn't, he like, yeah, he's, he yeah but that's the thing he's like, when he does, it's just gold, right? Yeah, so like, saying, yeah. It'll be so valuable just cause it's all him. Like he's, they're, they're in production phase right now. It'll go to like editing and processing. That course should be up within, um, I think mid October. That'll be like fully automated course so you can sign up and just take okay. it. And all the modules are going to be like really sharp and he's, he's gone through and I've read the curriculum and it's insane. Um, and then Killian has a course coming up as well. So he's, his main focus is on basically the skill acquisition model. Yeah. Um, pairs well with kind of where we're going with the level two with like sports, uh, sports specificity and, and human performance. So by, uh, I looked at this the other day, we're going to have, I want to say we're going to have eight courses by, june of next year cool so we have level one now skill acquisition olympic weightlifting uh kayla has applied women's physiology and training yeah that looks really cool that'll be brought into the fold um with programming and and a handful of other stuff so it's exciting to like broaden our offerings a bit and get people more licensing of like oh i want to learn more specifically about you know, um, hypertrophy fundamentals and body composition or applied women's physiology and training or skill acquisition or Olympic weightlifting or barbell yeah. or uh, powerlifting. So yeah, it's, it's definitely starting to sort of take shape a little bit. Yeah. Cool. I mean, like I said, I appreciate the time today. If people want to reach out, uh, you want to give them all the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So Instagram, best way to find me is at the underscore muscle underscore doc. Uh, email also works well. So if you have like, you know, a little bit more in-depth inquiries, just shoot me an email, jordan at the muscle doc.com. 
Um, Prescript stuff is online, www.pre-script.com, uh, on Instagram at pre underscore script. Um, and yeah, and, and podcast is RX Radio on iTunes and Spotify. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll put all that stuff under. I'll make sure you guys know. Um, but I appreciate you guys tuning in. Jordan, I appreciate you stopping by. This is awesome. This is like yeah. kind of the, one of those that I was asking you, one of those people you meet and you get to talk to, and you're like, oh man, hope to meet you in, in person someday. It's, um, dude, I'm heading back. I'm heading back to North America in 20 something days. Once the U.S. border is open, we'll make it happen. I might, I might have to come to Cali. Are you going back to Cali anytime soon or no? Oh no, man, I'm going to Toronto, Canada. Well, I mean, like when you come back to the U.S. or no? No, Are you man. Coming back right, to the U.S. No, going right oh, to Canada. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then maybe I'll have to come to Canada. Then. We'll see. Dude, I got my yeah. passport. So. <laughs> um, I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to end this and then I'll just talk for another minute. But thank you guys for stopping by. I will talk to you guys soon. Peace.